Guys, everybody, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Today is Tuesday, and uh, it's Thanksgiving week. And so I hope everyone is ready for a great, a great carb load, heavy carbs, uh, carbon up for uh, Thanksgiving. So be prepare yourself. We have Jerry McMullen on the podcast. Jerry, hello, welcome. Um, we're so glad to have you. We've talked about this for a while. It's been a long time coming. Yes, a long time coming. Um, we also you have... guys first started talking about me back when you were in like single digit episode numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you seriously. had just gotten That's started, true. and mm-hmm. we were, you were doing lots of promos for the Lebanon Comic Con. There you go. And you started talking about my podcast and wondering what the what my podcast was about. Mm-hmm. And you heard worst comic podcasts ever. <laughs> and when you heard comic, you were thinking comedians. Yes. So <laughs> and so you immediately thought that we were talking about carrot top. <laughs> which uh, so which he would technically maybe be the worst comic ever. Could be. Yeah, I would vote for that. <laughs> would you now? Would you let carrot top come on your podcast, even though yours is not about comedians, folks? Just so you know that it's about comic books. Yeah, I'd have a hard time making a connection to justify that. I would see I I have no couth and I have no standards and I would let <laughs> I would let Carrot Top come on and co-host if he wanted to. I actually he would probably end up taking over the podcast and it would end up being the Carrot Top Horrible Movie Podcast which would feature only Carrot Top movies from yeah. now on. So Yeah, we we got the an offer last week for uh a celebrity that's going to be in town next year for one of the cons to come on our show. And I'm as curious as I am to invite him on. I'm also worried that he might just hijack the show for an hour. And it's like, Oh boy. Are you you willing? Yeah. The question then becomes for whatever extra traffic you might get because of having that person on, am I willing to give up the reins uh, to that level where they just, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We also have producer Phil here. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've listened to the worst comic podcast ever. I think I've listened to maybe nine or ten episodes. Uh, you guys have a great show. Um, well, thank you. It, I really enjoy it. Like, all three of you guys are just hilarious and um, so dynamic. Like, um, so... You know, um, they're all like in very different occupations. And I mean, one guy even lives in Oregon, right? Oregon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but they all like are just your chemistry, I think, is really good. Um, your guests, you mentioned like the celebrity guests and stuff like that. I don't know how you guys get some of the guests that you get on that show. It's it's really Neither impressive. Neither do we. <laughs> It's it's impressive, and you guys like yeah. all the cons. Like you guys will post, like you you'll go to a lot of cons and then post your mm-hmm. your live audio from those shows. And you're interviewing. I mean, you guys interviewed the original. Um, was it Supergirl? Um, or yes, Helen Slater from the 1984 how, 85. How about that? It's awesome. That yeah. that's amazing to me. Um, I'm a big fan of Colin Bunn. You guys have had him on several yes. times. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely encourage our listeners if you are even slightly interested in comic books, you guys don't even limit it just to books. It's, you guys are talking comic book movies and TV shows all the time. Um, I would definitely encourage our listeners to check out your guys' shows. That's worst comic podcast ever, right? Yes. Uh, the three of us, just a little backstory. Uh, 
we've known each other since seventh grade. Wow. Uh, I had recently moved to Kansas City the right before the start of that school year, and I knew no one going into the school that year. And one of the first guys that I met there, his name was Colin, and he was like in five of my seven hours. And on day two, I saw him reading a comic, and it's like, all right, that's someone I could talk to. And then I met John, <laughs> and he was like in four of my class hours, and he lived one street over, and he was in the comics. And we've known each other since 1982, which is really dating ourselves. So <laughs> uh, the tagline for our show is that we've gone from uh, middle school to middle age. And <laughs> cool. uh, there's a lot of truth to that. So uh, we do have a lot of fun. We do bring that 30 years of friendship to the podcast. We kind of know what what each other trigger points are and sometimes if we just turn the screw just a little bit to the right tidy righty uh <laughs> we know that we can get a good response out of one of the other guys by doing so that uh that dynamic and that chemistry is huge and that, like i said you guys man 30 years worth of uh, uh background probably makes for uh you know it's actually makes for a pretty easy Probably easy podcast in there if you're able to uh, uh, have that kind of uh, depth to dip into there. So absolutely, yeah. So, and um, you know, we we do a lot of appearances at cons. Um, we the three of us, even well before we started the podcast, we've been volunteering for uh, this nonprofit organization called the Hero Initiative, which raises funds for comic book creators in times of financial need. Uh, a lot of creators were paid by the page or by the story or by the issue and didn't get any royalties or residuals or have a 401k. And so Hero Initiative was created to kind of create a buffer for those emergency situations when they need some help paying their bills or uh, making financial matters right. So we've been volunteering for Hero for about 15 years, and that has really opened up the door for a lot of what we do with getting comic book creators on, that we've been volunteering at the shows for so many years. A lot of them knew us well before starting the podcast, so uh, that's been an easy way to kind of invite some people onto the show. And um, just last week, we had um, writer Vivek Tawari on, who is the writer of the Fifth Beetle graphic novel. It's a book about Brian Epstein, oh, wow. uh, which won multiple Harvey and Eisner awards. And uh, he was a lot of fun. I mean, we you mentioned Columbine. We've got to know him quite well over the last couple of years. And um, it's been it's been a crazy ride for the last two and a half years with the podcast. And now, the first time we met, and you hit on this earlier, we, mm-hmm. we both ended up at the Lebanon Comic Con. The mega comic. No, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the mega. The mega comic. Don't you remember how big it was? It was mega. It was a um <laughs> Lebanon Megacon is that was the first year of it, correct? Yes. And it um a lot of vendors, would you say that? I thought it had a lot of vendors. It was a full room. Yeah. It they definitely and it was a good mix. I mean they had comic book, they had crafts, they mm-hmm. had Hexaw Jim, Jim Duggan was there. Yeah, they had a lot of celebrity guests, whether actors, wrestlers. They had some comic book guests. I mean, it was a it was a good first year show, and I think he's retooling it some for year two. And um, 
focusing on what worked and trying to avoid what didn't work and mm-hmm. wishing cha- the best of luck. Is he changing the date on it? Uh, it's going to be March 31st through April 2nd. Okay. And then he's going to do like Friday night, all day Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon. Okay. And um, then the but several of those Comic Cons change dates, correct? I mean, Planet Comic Con is a different date this year too, right? Yeah, a lot of it's just availability of the of the location that they want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, for for Planet Comic Con, that's having to use all of Bartle Hall in Kansas City. There are only so many open weekends each year when they can get all of the facility to themselves. Okay. So, um, and then you're also, especially with the comic book conventions, you're trying to schedule against every other convention out there in Mm -hmm. the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, So if the C2E2 in Chicago moves their dates, Kansas City wants to adjust theirs so they're not booked up right, right before, right after, just trying to, target some of that same audience um i guess actually i pulled up their um site and like you had said march 31st first and second lebanon yep. megacon um very very power ranger heavy this year mm-hmm. <laughs> um and th- let's see i'm trying to look for the white ranger because we followed <laughs> the white ranger at planet comic-con our panel was right after his. Our panel was right yeah. after his. Who's this cat here? Interesting stuff. Yeah, like I said, very Power Ranger heavy. Uh, Rita Repulsa is there in costume. Carla Perez is going to be at Lebanon Megacon in costume. Cool. Are you excited, Bill? I never watched Power Rangers okay. when I was a kid. <laughs> it's cool for the fans, though. Yeah, I think so. They're hitting on all cylinders there on that one. Beautiful Bobby Eaton is back for year two. He was the one of the other wrestlers that was there as well. Yeah, and he had actually gone missing for a little. I bit. I heard about that exactly in the like some airport in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I kind of blew my mind a little bit. So I don't know how that happens. So hopefully he doesn't go missing at the uh, Lebanon MegaCon. They've uh, got a strong Adams family presence again this year. Uh, bringing back Felix Silva again, and then they've added Lisa Loring, who played Wednesday Adams. Okay, there she is. Yeah, oh, wow. I see that. And then uh, who else we got here? It's another wrestler, Chase Owens, who's he's he's in the Bullet Club, but that's a different. That's a they're a little more indie than uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Cool. Uh, is that the Impala from? Uh, no, that's Supernatural. From Supernatural, it is, isn't it? It's yep. not really coming up on the iPad very well here. Anyway, cool. So they're getting a little bigger this year. Yeah. Look um, to be. It, that, definitely. Now, you, um, I think at this one you had a panel, is that correct? At Lebanon Megacon last year, you hosted a panel? Uh, um, I hosted a panel, three panels. I did one with uh, John Dugan. Mm-hmm who played Grandpa in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Okay. And then I did two panels on that Sunday with two of the different comic book guests. Uh, Roland Mann, who is a writer and editor for Marvel for many years, and John Lucas, who is a 
comic book artist has done a lot of work for Marvel over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Roland has ties to Arkansas. So that was kind of like a homecoming show for him. Mm-hmm. And then John Lucas had recently relocated to Arkansas. And so that was a easy show for him to come up and visit. Yeah. And he was at, he was at planet comic con as well. Wasn't he? Wasn't John Lucas? Yes. Planet and Kansas city comic con. Yeah. He's, okay. he's making the rounds of all the, all the cons in the area. The, those guys set up, and they they do they make pretty good money off selling their artwork there, or their or or, or how's that work? Um, I know that's a very depends. naive question to ask because I I, yeah. I literally don't know. So it it really depends. I mean, there are some cons when a lot of people they they sell a lot of prints or do a lot of commissions and make good money. There's some shows where there's not a lot of money changing hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the running comment this past year at Planet Comic Con was the big guest was Stan Lee. Right. And there was a lot of people that came out to see Stan Lee. Um, you know, generally Planet Comic Con ranges in like the fifty to 55,000 mm-hmm. attendance figure. Right. This past year with Stan Lee being there, they were up over 75,000. See, I read that too. I was like, it's oh. mind-blowing, yeah. But the problem with Stan Lee was a lot of people had pre-spent all of their money before they even walked in the door <laughs> buying the VIP package, whether mm-hmm. it's getting autographs or uh, getting a photo with Stan Lee, things like that. So there was a lot of people that just came to the con to walk around and bide their time until their photo opportunity window or the Stan Lee panel. They didn't come in with money to spend. Right. So... Um, a lot of the retailers, a lot of the the uh, vendors and comic book artists didn't make a lot of money at that show just because there wasn't much money changing hands. Mm. Yeah. Huh. So is that is that something though that um, is Stanley a once in I mean a once in a forever kind of get for Planet Comic Con or is that one of those where they'll always kind of bookend it with a more because you've been to several of those right. How many, years yes. have, how many years have you been going to Planet Comic Con in Kansas City? Um, it started in the late 1990s, so I've I've only missed one of them. Wow! Uh, so I've probably attended about 16 of them. Okay. The years. Um, but he's got to be one of the biggest guests they've ever had, he, right? He is the biggest guest that they've ever had. I don't. Stanley is cutting back on his touring mm-hmm. in future years. Um. So I don't anticipate him coming back. It's not to say that they wouldn't love to have him again because the attendance bump was quite nice for them. But um, you'd be hard-pressed to get another guest like that that really brings the people out. Um, The closest that they had before that was maybe uh, Stephen Amell from the Arrow TV show. Right, right. When was he there? Um, was it- I think if they could maybe target some of the more current Doctor Who actors, that that would really get people out. But um, in terms of comic book guests, there's really no one besides Stan Lee that's going to get people to come in off the street. Because Stan Lee's really the the only one that the average Joe public person is going to know about. Mm-hmm. Were you saying that Stephen Amell has been to the con, or you were saying that they would like to get him? Um, he was, he made an appearance two years ago. Okay. Uh, he was originally booked for 
uh, all three days, and then they had a schedule conflict come up, and he was only able to make it out there for Sunday. Mm. But even when he was there on Sunday, he stayed a full two hours after the show, still signing autographs that everyone that was in line at the time that the show closed got a chance to meet him and get his autograph. That's cool. So I'd like to think that I could be friends with Stephen Mel. Best friends, maybe. He's yeah. Best buddies? <laughs> He's a stand-up guy, man. He seems that way. He seems um, really cool. He actually, I watched him. Was it, what, was it, a, it wasn't at Royal Rumble. Which one did he fight? SummerSlam? He, Not last year, but the year before. Yeah, he was he in. He fought uh, Stardust. Yeah. Cody Rhodes. And did, did pretty well. Like and he, he did. He held his own. Like, he, I mean, it didn't look, granted, yes, Jerry, wrestling is fake. I hope I didn't. <laughs> I hope that I didn't break your heart. Um, but it's fake. So, but he did a good job of putting together a decent little match, and so I don't know. I was pretty impressed with him actually. Yeah, and I've seen some bad ones. Jay Leno watched Jay Leno wrestle <laughs> once. That was pretty. That was pretty horrible. So. Please tell me you didn't pay money for that. No, I, well, I may have back in the day. We used to watch a lot of pay per views. So back in the day, so and then the pay per views were sixty bucks, sixty five bucks, and we'd all put money together and Yeah. It's like why you think about that now, that doesn't really it doesn't really go the same now. I guess I did do that for a UFC fight a while back, but anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. But um playing a Comic Con. That that I thought I we were man, we our visit to Planet Comic Con was awesome. Like it was a yeah. it was a high point for for us. So Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah. But it's awesome. It's a lot of fun and I think we plan on going back just to go back if nothing else. So, And you guys were so hospitable to us, letting oh, us absolutely. drop our bags there and hang out with you guys. Happy so. to help. Yeah. We had a great time. We, we, love, we love actually being able to have a, a table set up there at the con to kind of make it like a home base, mm-hmm. not only for ourselves, but for our friends that yeah. come through. And, um, you know, so many people kind of check in and it's like, all right, where should I go? It's like, go check out this person or that vendor or, you know, go, go attend this panel. It's kind of neat being that resource for friends like that. Well, we appreciate it. And then you gave us the great tip for next year on the, the right hotel to get into because <laughs> yeah. we, with next time we won't have to walk up the hill and, and, you know, just kind of, well, and see some celebs, you know, we're not, we're not going to broadcast it on the air, which hotel well, it we, is. we didn't want to go that far. <laughs> we, yeah, well, we don't want to spoil, you know, the, the sec- trade secrets that Jerry has, but Jerry knows his stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, the hotel that, that Jerry stays at has all the celebs in the bar. Yeah. Yes. Downstairs. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, theoretically, you don't even have to have a room at the hotel. You could just hang out <laughs> in the bar area. True. Buy a drink or two and just <laughs> mingle. Yes, we could do that. Yeah, it's true. We're definitely doing that. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, so um, you, we, we talked about this earlier, off before we were started recording. You have seen Doctor Strange, correct? I have. Okay. Now we have not seen it. Um, Slackers. I, well, it's called it's called taking care of business, man. Like I can't. I'm like I'm like James Belushi, surfing on a car, and the that doesn't happen in the uh, the cover of the no. VHS has him surfing on top of a car, but in the movie he doesn't do that. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Maybe deleted. I, scenes I really or want to see that scene. You know it. We forgiven that. You know it. Um, but you, I can you give us the spoiler free. Uh, Jerry exclusive only to the horror <laughs> movie podcast. Um, Doctor Strange review. 
Okay. Uh, first of all, this is a movie that must be seen in 3D. Okay. Um, I, I normally completely abhor 3D movies. I stay away from 3D movies <laughs> because most times that, that D just means three more dollars. Yes. The ticket price. <laughs> three USD. Three dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, most times the 3D is forced into the movie so you get those lame story plots or oh let's have something being thrown at you or let's have something falling down on you you oh, know it's, it's bad most of them are bad but th- with a case like dr strange and i think if you've seen like interstellar mm-hmm. or hugo or maybe the the last two or three doc, uh harry potter movies that had the 3d added into it where it really worked well that's what you're going to get with dr strange cool, cool. Um, Doctor Strange basically is the magic component of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, he's a surgeon who uh, is in a car accident, loses the ability to control his hands, and so he no longer ha- can make a living in his chosen profession. Uh, he seeks out every cure possible to fix his hands and finally discovers this uh ancient mystic the ancient one who uh doesn't really heal his hands but heals him with uh mystical arts and he becomes the protector of earth uh trying to defend it from interdimensional uh barbarians and uh this being called dormammu that wants to take over earth i i had heard on a on another podcast they were discussing the film and kind of trying to figure out what, what other movies to compare it to. And they were talking about inception and they, they were saying like the, the visuals and what they can do mm-hmm. with the world, the, the stuff that they can do that you can't do in hardly any other movie because of the nature yeah. of the film. Um, it kind of a inception meets the MCU. Um, is that, and, would you agree with that? I, I would say inception and maybe even like the matrix. Okay. Well, you're speaking my language. Yeah. I, I you know, what's really impressive, you know, Marvel has done, what, like 15 of these cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. movies? All of them have opened at number one. They're taking lower-grade characters now, like Ant-Man and Doctor Strange, and making them into box office stars. I mean, Doctor Strange is a low-grade character. He's not a B-grade character. He's like C or D. Over the years he's never been able to maintain his book for very long. It'll run for five or six years and then disappear for a couple of years. And Mm. he's been a backup feature in a group called the defenders for years, but he never has had a long track record. You know, someone like Spider-Man has always been in print since he was first created back in 1963. There's been times when we've gone two or three years without a Dr. Strange comic. Yet they're able to take this around. And I mean, people are walking out saying, when do we get the next Doctor Strange movie? When can we see him in another movie? And I think hints are that we're going to get to see him in the in the Thor Ragnarok movie next year. Wow. Yeah. when, When I saw that they could do that with Guardians of the Galaxy, which has had, you know, what three volumes each maybe 10 or 20 issues a piece or yeah. whatever it was and, and make a huge just box office smash. I mean, they just, they were stealing dollars from, from people left and right. I, I was man, like there's nothing that they can't do. So. Absolutely. 
Um, that's oh, a great... definitely go see the movie. That was a see great. It, see it in 3D. See it on the biggest screen you can find. It's well worth the investment to see it in the theaters. It's not one that you want to wait to see at home. Yeah. That was a great review, by the way. Um, yeah, and, how, and how you pulled it off without giving away a bunch of plot stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, we do on the Friday episode, we do 30 second synopsis where you're timed when we do that. I think I've, we, I've been worried about that. No, you're, well, why would you worry about it? You, I think you just gave the best 30 second synopsis ever. But you gave it for Doctor Strange and without even trying. So like I think you're gonna be okay. I have this feeling. I have a feeling, Jerry. Everything's gonna be a okay. Um well cool man. We um we are so glad you agreed to put yourself through this. And um we will um we we we've we've arduously tried to find a trailer. For Taking Care of Business, this week's film, folks, <laughs> Taking Care of Business, starring Jim slash James Belushi, um, brother of John Belushi, and um, also Charles Grodin, who, by the way, Charles Grodin's character in this movie, very, I, he, he does a great job in that role. I mean, he does act like Charles Grodin. Like it, you could have superimposed Beethoven in here, and you probably some of the situations would have been similar. Yeah. But anyway, Jim Belushi is Beethoven. It's kind of weird. Okay. Um, but we, normally in this part, we would say, "Here's a trailer." We can't find a trailer. If we dig up a trailer right now, <laughs> well, okay, we just played the trailer, but we may not have found it. So who knows? You just watch the trailer, folks. Good job. So. Jerry, the next time we talk, it will be Friday. And what what Friday will it be? It will be Black Friday. Black Friday. <laughs> Luckily for us, we will be in the safe safe bubble that is, I don't know, or for me at least, uh, not out uh, getting destroyed by people. Hopefully someone's walking through a Walmart or something listening to this podcast. And I hope you're safe, people. I hope your eyes aren't getting torn out of your eye sockets like Event Horizon or something, and um, just safe, safe, and not <laughs> getting killed for a uh, you know fifty-five inch television for yeah. three hundred bucks. We'll be waking up from our turkey-induced comas. <laughs> what year? What year is this? <laughs> like I said, or or I'm hoping other people are. Um, I hope on Friday people are safe, and there's no. Uh, Death by crushing of, I like I said, I don't know what might be out there, um, the magic bullet or something or whatever's on sale um, at your local Walmart. So, all right, Jerry, we will see you on Friday. Sounds good. I've got you got you on the calendar. All right, on my on my file facts. File facts. My file facts. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. See you on Friday. Thanks, Jerry. Yep.